Hello and welcome to The Load-In, a United Theatre podcast. I'm your host, Lee Metzger. This week we talk to Brian Saviano, a.k.a. Bricks O'Brien, on the second half of this episode, so make sure to stay tuned for that. Today where the episode is bring, being brought to you by a very special sponsor, and that of course is Clouds. When you go outside and you look up and you don't see the sun, that's terrible. But imagine looking up and seeing a fun little cloud bouncing its way across the beautiful blue sky. What a gift! So I want to uh, shout out to Clouds today and thanks for sponsoring the show. Um, But for now, let's talk about some movies. Okay, so the movies. Um, the United Theater shows movies. We're a cinema, we're an event space, we're uh, live concerts and all that. But every day we show movies, so let's talk about some. This week we have Champions, Living, and Shazam. Uh, those will all be kind of finishing out their run over this week and next week. Um, and then here's the thing, folks. Over the next couple weeks, we're going to have some of the most amazing films coming to the theater, and I'm incredibly excited to share information about them with you. Today, specifically, on Thursday, March 30th, we are opening the Dungeons & Dragons movie. Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. This has Chris Pine, this has Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Will Smith, Justice Smith. Um. Reggae Jean Page, all sorts of people. Um, what's his name? Hugh Grant is playing a, a, a roguish gentleman. This movie I'm super incredibly pumped for. I'm a big stinky nerd. I carry a D20 on me. If you come to the theater today and you roll a D20 and you get a nat 20, you're getting some free popcorn. Uh, so I'm excited for this movie because D&D is a source of joy for me. For the past, you know, 15 years of my life, it was it was huge, and um, and I'm really excited to see it depicted on the big screen. It has been depicted on the big screen before, in the year 2000 or somewhere around there. There was a Dungeons and Dragons movie that came out that was so bad, like it was so bad. The uh, some of the worst CGI I've ever seen depicted on the big screen was in this movie. The dragons, the background, the fire in the sky, awful. It had a, um, oh, what's his name? He played uh, Alfred in the Batfleck films. His name is, it's not Gary Oldman, Jeremy Irons. Uh, Jeremy Irons played like this evil sorcerer guy, and he was terrible. I'm actually, you know, he was hammy and great and campy, so he was good, but everything else was bad. Um, so that's coming out today. I'm super excited about it. I'm going to see it like a million times and be like, oh, gelatinous cube. Oh, uh, 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 mind flare. Oh, beholder, searing light, magic missile, make a will save. It's going to be great. And then we also have next week, we've got that dang old Super Mario Bros. movie coming out, which is another movie that, like, so the, and and we talk about it a little bit in the um, second half of this episode where we talk to Bricks O'Brien. He's a content creator and a Let's Player on YouTube. Um, but we talk about how 
it's incredible that these the movies that are coming out now specifically that revolve around certain fandoms understand what the fan is looking for understand what the consumer wants and um well we get into it a lot more at the end of this episode but um it, i'm very very I'm looking forward to both of those and then we have this movie close coming out um next week as well uh close is a about a young friendship uh two young boys uh share a a friendship and then complications happen and they have to navigate that that's a kind of a real broad take of it but it looks incredibly interesting as well and then for the events that are coming up um we have the salt marsh opera will be tomorrow on friday um the 31st the magic flute this is a a mozart um production this was actually so this this premiered and then two months later he died so i'm not saying that there's a direct correlation but i'm not not saying that find out more this friday then on um on the 2nd of april we have uh the westerly high school music hall of fame induction uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, if you or a loved one or a friend of yours has gone to Westerly High School and participated in music there, or if anybody, if you're just interested, please come down and check that out. It's going to be a great evening or a great uh, afternoon. I believe that's at 2 p.m. Then on the 4th, uh, we have the Literacy Volunteers Book Circle is coming back on the 4th. So the Literary Volunteers of Washington County, it's a it's a group that uh, works to improve the lives of adults um, in Washington County and southeastern Connecticut by offering free literacy programs and services. And one thing that they do um, monthly is they come down to the United Theater and they do a book circle. Um, this specific um, iteration on the fourth uh, is it's titled "From Bach to Bono." Um, so this book circle will feature books about music, um, and they'll be talking about classical music, jazz, uh, rock and roll, and R&B, um, all sorts of stuff. Tom Kenzia um, he is a composer, performer, and a lifelong musician, and he's going to be coming in and, um, and, and presenting some of his favorite music books. So that's very exciting. Um, and that is on the 4th at uh, 5 p.m. And then on the 5th, Man, things are just like happening every day here. On the 5th, we have our origami workshop. Now, this might not be what you're expecting when you hear origami workshop. We're not going to be making cranes and little crabs. Uh, this is origami corrugations. So if you want more information uh, like visually, definitely go to our website and check this out or just Google origami corrugations. Um, but this, this form uh, or this origami um, format uh, they, it, it's, it's mount, it's described as mountainous origami forms that play with light and shadow in exciting ways. So it, it, look up some pictures of these things. Cause they're, they're quite interesting. They're like geometric and, um, very intriguing, almost like magic eye kind of, uh, reminds me of. So that's, uh, really exciting. That's going to be with the uh, artist, Benjamin Parker, who is a part of the, uh, Westerly Artist Coalition or, or co- cooperative. Um, so he's going to be coming by and doing that. And so we're very excited about that. And then the big weekend, we've got a big weekend coming up on Saturday, April 8th. It's going to be huge. 
folks. Um, we have uh, at 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 seven p.m. We have two events going concurrently. We have our Dance United event, which is wild. I'll get. Uh, let, let's talk first about United We Laugh. Um, United We Laugh, uh, of course, is our stand-up um, review. That'll be happening in our main cinema. Um, that's uh, if you've been to that, you you know what that is. It's like a um, we have f- four, five, six performers who both who all perform about you know ten minutes, um, and then uh, um, you know it's a pretty pretty quick run of show. Um, local people and also folks coming down from Boston or New York or even from like, like out in LA, um, but it's uh, these prolific performers who are who are local to this area. A couple people will be coming back from last show, um, but the the this Dance United event is really really it sounds incredibly fun. Um, so this is going to be a dance party with a dance contest hosted by the Friends of the United and featuring the local swing band Johnny and the East Coast Rockers. Uh, with horns. Um, the event itself will include a one-hour dance lesson led by Jody Rudnick, followed by an open dance floor. Uh, no experience is necessary. Um, and during that that open dance, uh, attendees will be judged by a panel, and the winners for best dressed, most spirited dancer, and best couples dance will receive a prize with a top cash prize of five hundred dollars. Um, now this is an incredible opportunity to if you're if you're like a you know if you're a dance shark and you want to make a quick buck come on down to the united and tear up the 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 floor cut a rug in the black box theater tonight or on that night rather um and uh just a quick shout out to the spencers to the spencers to the sponsors of that evening um which is uh ed french and son pure eco spa and boutique debbie l dube um Interior design, is that Dubay? Uh, Mason's Island Marina and Blue Lobster Detailing and Care. Um, and that, of course, the, the band will be Johnny and the East Coast Rockers. Um, and Jody Rudnick um, is a, uh, she's taught at the Rhythm, at Rhythm and Roots, Strawberry Park and Fort Lauderdale Crawfish Festivals, as well as Mass Mocha Art Center and Woonsocket Mardi Gras. Um, and she currently teaches private lessons. Uh, so she's, she is, uh, you know, her experience ranges from Zydeco and swing to all the Latin dances. So, so she's a great, um, she's got a good eye for it. Um, and then Bricks O'Brien, we're, we're going to be getting into that at the other, uh, in the second half of this episode. Um, so, uh, keep, keep posted for that. And then, uh, last but not least, we're going to have our Voices of Westerly event in the gallery on the 12th of April. That is a event that coincides with Joshua Behan's um, exhibit, ongoing exhibit in the hallway at, at the theater, uh, Faces of Westerly. So that, of course, features community members um, who, who have gotten their picture taken, and they'll be coming through and sharing stories about their lives and um, specifically their experience in Westerly. Um, so that's really exciting. That's what we got going on uh, here at the United Theater. Um, so we'll take a quick break and then hop back into it. And we have on the other side of the break, our conversation with Brian Saviano, AKA Bricks O'Brien, prolific YouTuber, podcaster, Twitch streamer, all sorts of stuff. So stay tuned for that. And we'll see you on the other side of the break. Attention all cinephiles. 
This is The Neighborhood Watch, your chance to become a vigilant movie buff. As you join our ranks, you'll be equipped with the tools to explore the cinematic landscape like never before. We'll show you the best and most iconic films from around the world, from the grittiest crime films to existential foreign dramas, maybe even a weird and bad movie about clowns from outer space. You'll learn how to spot a cinematic gem from a mile away and analyze every shot with forensic precision. By joining the Neighborhood Watch, you'll have the knowledge and expertise to protect and serve the world of film. So get ready to hit the streets and keep your eyes peeled. Together, we'll make sure the art of cinema is always safe and secure. Do your part and join the Neighborhood Watch. Welcome back to the show. I'm very excited to be joined um, at this point with uh, Brian Saviano. I'm saying that right? Brian yes, Saviano? Absolutely correctly. Savi it's a little Italian. Saviano, yes. Saviano. Um, very welcome for our westerly um, Italian community as well. Um, but you might know him better as Bricks O'Brien, the uh, YouTuber, um, podcaster, and author I saw, which is pretty cool. Yes, Welcome I am a, show. a jack of all trades, as a lot of people in my career uh, profession are. The, the book and author aspect is newer as part of a, a Kickstarter campaign I held last year and now getting distribution out all across uh, the world. But I can normally be found doing uh, family-friendly gaming content across all the platforms. So whether you are five or 500 years old, you can bond with me as I play through Mario, Zelda, or just talk about whatever's happening in my life in those videos or during my live shows or all the various podcasts that I do and also appear on. So I, I do Excellent. all the things all the time, as I say. <laughs> yeah, you wear, wear all the hats. Yes. Um, what would you say uh, kind of kicked it off for you? Like, was there a specific game that you played and you were like, oh, I want to do this for the rest of my life? Well, I grew up as an only child and not being able to go out and play a lot of the times in the city that I was you know, growing up in, I didn't have a lot of uh, people to bond with who were like uh, siblings or whatnot growing up. So I always wanted somebody to share these uh, memories I was making in gaming with. And you know, when the internet was becoming more of a thing, in the, the mid 2000s, that was when I was, you know, 12 or 13 years old. So by the time I was graduating into the peak of uh, like YouTube and Twitter just being a thing and Facebook, like I learned that I could make these connections with people by showcasing who I am through these, these gaming videos, but more importantly, like just on a broader social media sense. So instead of finding myself in the, in the negativity of social media, I'm like, oh, oh how can I find a way to connect with people with these these games that I like and use that as a platform to connect with whoever I can. And yeah, as you know, on the internet, you find all sorts of people who love all sorts of things and, and finding those communities within it is, uh, it, it might take a while, but I did it. And I've found my own community as Bricks O'Brien, but I've worked with like all sorts of other like brands and adjacent companies over the years doing work here and there including working with uh, larger name companies, game developers, uh, Lego themselves, and, yeah. and all that. So I, I found myself navigating all of it from a very young age, starting in, in, in about the seventh grade as a content creator and evolving and growing ever since then. And here I am at 27, about to 
have a like the the Super Mario movie, a, a movie I was like itching in my boots to see as a kid. Now, oh yeah, it's a real thing. It, it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's wild. We're we're incredibly excited for it. Um, you say you started creating uh, content and videos in seventh grade. So, is there going to be those videos of like the the front facing camera of you like uh, unboxing like Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> <laughs> well, so there there are definitely videos like that that have happened, but they are not either around those aren't because, for consumption anymore yeah yeah right because i i didn't save them nobody right. needs to see those right when i was first starting out i didn't save any of that stuff but then you know yeah. in the past i want to say eight years i've really saved every single thing that i've done Mo not because sure. i i am gonna put it out for the world to see but more so like acknowledging how far i've grown and i know yeah. someday when i'm 50 60 years old i can show my future fictitious kids or you know, when I'm at a panel at a convention, I can be like, look at look at all this garbage I made. And hopefully the <laughs> stuff I'm doing now is seen as garbage, too. So I can just, you know, show that evolution over time. So sure. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Um, are, uh, what would you say your influences are? Did you have like influences? Gro what, were you watching YouTubers growing up? I wasn't necessarily watching YouTubers. I always found myself admiring like late night television hosts and the way awesome. that they have their like the stage presence and the ability to appeal to a wider audience that wasn't just the typical uh in gaming you you can really easily find yourself pigeonholed by one particular game or genre or vibe and there's a lot of people who swear during their videos and play sure. call of duty or apex legends or a lot of these popular games that don't resonate with me and I always found, you know, if I'm going to be an entertainer, I want to appeal to as many different types of people as possible, not yeah. just to get the most opportunities and reach, but like just to make it easy to digest and not wanting to, I don't I don't want to alienate anybody in that, alienate, in that way. Yeah. So I look to people like that when I'm doing my, my content and it isn't just about video games where a lot of my peers focus on, Hey, here are all the tips and tricks and focusing laser in on this particular game but i'm just talking about what i had for lunch or how they got my coffee yeah. wrong at duncan and though that's the content <laughs> of my videos that people like so yeah because it's the personality that uh, would you say it's, it's your personality that that drives your channel it's and your, your it's brand? i got a face for radio so it's not these <laughs> dashing good looks or physique uh it's it's the personality <laughs> it's the willingness to share the stories that i've had uh, throughout my life as a very you know, unique perspective, like I said, being an only child growing up in the inner city where I had all of these adversities and things lined up against me, but I found my way through to paving this career path for myself over the past 15 years, which, you know, yeah. 20 years ago, you'd never consider this being an option for people like even us to do a podcast yeah. over video and have it be a viable it didn't thing. Exist. And it is. Yeah. And the, the pandemic really amplified all of that and cracked open the egg of possibilities for a lot of people so yeah it, it, even in financially tough times uh, economically it's still all roses from here on how people can find themselves and their own voice online yeah and there's a beauty in that um like you seem like you're you're a pretty positive influence um and uh and i find that youtube as a medium can kind of um tend to be a little negative some like the easiest way you can get clicks is be reactionary or inflammatory 
and it's it's not great for um the you know psyche of these because a lot of people on on youtube are younger um and i think that having somebody like yourself who is a po a positive influence who is putting positive vibes out there i think is really important it's important and the the key takeaway from what you just said there is that it's reactionary and i wholeheartedly mm. agree but that doesn't mean it needs to be a negative reaction and you can elicit a positive reaction in people through either sharing your own stories or giving them insight into something they otherwise wouldn't have had and when i'm doing my gaming videos i'm talking in the same voice for the most part i'll do a funny voice every once in a while but i'm not sure. pandering to kids in the same way of uh other programming that's out there right so I'm really leveling myself with the audience and mm -hmm. that it's the equivalent of you playing video games with uh, an older cousin or a friend of yours and feeling a little bit less alone while you do it. So as long as I'm invoking a, a, a positive reaction with who yeah. I am and what I do, making myself known as, as a bold presence as a creator, then, then I know I'm doing something impactful. There's a lot of people who do family-friendly content that seems very, I don't want to say stale or dry, but like, oh, it's very middle of the road because you don't want to uh, yeah. make anybody upset. But like, I still have the spice and the energy when I do my thing and, and all little, that. Put a, little, just, put a little English on it. Yeah, sure. exactly. Right. A little, a little something, something to give it a little yeah, flavor. A little spice. Yes. Um, so you said uh, earlier you were excited for the, uh, the Mario movie to come out. And Overwhelmingly we've been... excited. It the trailer, I was blown away because the the whole like, oh Chris Pratt is uh, Mario and Anya Taylor Joy and and it's like oh you know like th there is an incredible voice actor who who has done this like it, all reactionary takes um, and then watching the trailer, it was just so uh so quickly evident that everybody was having such an amazing time creating this yeah. that. That it was like it was super clear from the jump, and I think that movies like this, Dungeons and Dragons, is coming out as well this week and maybe tomorrow actually, and um, and I think both of both Dungeons and Dragons movie and the Super Mario Brothers movie have both done an incredible job of finding out what their um what their client, not clients, their um, fans, what their fans want and what they're expecting out of these, these, uh, these movies. Like the first Dungeons and Dragons movie, the first, um, the first Mario movie as well. It, it was like dark and weird yeah. and, and kind of took itself seriously in, in weird ways that were not expected. And both of these movies now, these, these editions of, of, the, uh, of the IP is much more fun and bright and goofy and silly and i think that that's I, we're really looking forward to seeing that on screen and what's amazing it, it what some of these movie studios and people behind the scenes don't understand it, it it's very simple what the fans and what if you want to call them consumers what consumers sure. want the consumer right they want a fun enjoyable product and mm -hmm. that's not a hard thing to understand Oh, we're gonna we're gonna complicate, overcomplicate how we approach a, a Mario movie, or we're gonna try to shoehorn this musical number, or the like. There's so much meddling that can get in the creative process when it comes to yeah. filmmaking, especially when you have all these cooks in the kitchen 
And by the time you get to the other end of it, you have a, a, a mess of what it should have been. And so when you look at the Mario movie, you look at all the people, like you said, that are involved, including the team at Illumination, which, you know, I don't care how you feel about Minions. Those movies look beautiful. And they are yeah, so... And they're, they're super fun. They're super fun. They're well-polished. They, they have the level of care and consideration put into it. And that's what people want. They just want people yeah. who care. With that first Mario movie that came back out in the 90s, they were literally drinking vacation juice on set because they couldn't deal with mm -hmm. how awful the, the standard of the poor, production poor was. Poor Bobby. Poor right. Bob Hoskins. Right. And, and, you know, that's not what pours out onto the screen. People see that and you get a garbage movie. Like, we, yep. used to, you, we don't want a garbage movie. And now that a lot... I think the MCU has really kickstarted all of that because you can see, at least, you know, in, in the earlier parts of phase one and two and three, like, the people really can't... They just... It oozes off of the page onto the screen and that's mm -hmm. what people want to see and video game movies for so long were plagued with like awful perspectives and creative directions and now mm -hmm. between the mario movie detective pikachu sonic the hedgehog even world of warcraft to an extent video game yeah. movies are having a bit of a uh, an uplift and it they're gonna make billions of dollars and they should because they're great yeah i mean look at last of us on and HBO. last yeah it's incredible um, talk, speaking of uh, video game movies, um, do you have a favorite video game movie that's come out? I would have to say it's Detective Pikachu because I, I, mm -hmm. I definitely lean uh, bright and colorful in video games and the media I that tell. I consume. So I, I had a lot of great things to say about The Last of Us as well. Um, I actually never played the games. I've known about them forever. But I'm yeah. like, I don't want to play a dark, depressing story. I want to... Uh, the cutscenes in the game were the main thing people were after. I'm like, I'll just wait for the show. So Detective Pikachu specifically, because they took the source material of Pokemon and there's never been this real life aesthetic to it. Like, what does a Pikachu feel like? Is, is Pikachu furry? Is Jigglypuff mm -hmm. like a balloon? Like, like what is the material? So they managed to take all these fantastic creatures and bring them to fruition in a way yeah. that is, it seems like an impossible task. But if they did that, well, then now we got Sonic and then now we got Mario. And now these kids, these kids growing up, they don't know what it was like when I was when I was young. So uh, the, the Mario movie that I grew up with was nothing like it was tiny, tiny lizard heads. Literally <laughs> awful. And John Leguizamo. Exactly. Um, well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on the show and uh, chat with me a little bit. I'm really looking forward to uh, this event that we're going to have on the 8th of April. Um, what, what do you uh, what can our what can the consumer what can our guests <laughs> what can our guests expect to uh, expect to see on on set on uh, the 8th? Well, you can look forward to. A, me being there, which even if you don't know who I am and what I do, um, I, I take a lot of pride in, in hosting fun events and getting people excited about whatever the thing is. So me being there for the Super Mario movie in a town that I've, I've been to before, I've been to Springfest, and I, I know mm. a lot of people in the community. So oh, great. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very happy to, to come back, and I'll be at Springfest uh, later this year as well. So Excellent. not only is it going to be a showing of the Super Mario Bros. movie, I'm going to be hosting a little bit of a Q&A as a full-time family-friendly content creator, YouTuber, live streamer, as, as some oh, yeah. of the, the younger people out there may know it. 
uh, doing some Mario trivia with some prizes, and then hey. a uh, a Mario Kart tournament being held after the fact, where uh, you may need to race against other attendees or uh, the the final boss of the whole event, which may or may not be me. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Certainly not going to be me. I am uh, vociferously terrible at that game. Um, you know, but it's the Mario Kart luck that makes it that much more special, and uh, that that's what I pride myself in. I was just at PAX East this past weekend, big video game convention, and I barely made it to the second round. So it'll it'll be fun <laughs> when I'm there for the event on uh, on the eighth. Well, hopefully the video game gods will smile on us that day. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Brian. Is there anything you'd like to plug on the end here? Hey, you know, uh, I'm going to be in town, so stop by the United Theater, hang out with me, watch the Mario movie, play Mario Kart, and I- I'm trying to get together a-, a thing for my book, Pro Gamer's Guide to Healthy Habits, for somewhere in that time period, so, you know. Well, we- we'd love to have you down. We do this, um, this incredible thing where uh, we have authors come in and uh, we do a talk back, we do a reading, we discuss the, the book. So we'd love to have you um, back and maybe, maybe in that, um, in that, in that kind of event. So, yeah. So, um, so let's hope this, uh, the April 8th event is a smashing or carding, carding success. And then I'll, I'll, I'll certainly be back. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Um, Brian's um, going to be with us on the 8th of April, and we'll hope to see you all there. Tickets will be available on our website. And um, and thanks again. It yeah, was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. So that was our interview with Brix O'Brien, a.k.a. Brian Saviano. Uh, he was an incredible gentleman, and we're really looking forward to this event on the 8th so if you're if you're interested if your kids are interested it's an all ages event we'd love to have you down to the theater it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to watch the super mario brothers movie and have a mario kart extravaganza so we look forward to seeing you there so for the united theater i'm lee bye